0: to another CornerCast podcast. I'm your host, Khalil. And this week on the podcast, uh, joining us is Adventures in Collecting, AIC underscore podcast on Instagram. Eric and Dave, or Dave and Eric, as it's listed on the podcast. And so how did they come to get on the show? Well, Jesse and I were doing a, po- uh, a live reveal of what was in the Mezco bag. And we were just about to start filming it and I heard my name yelled across an aisle. And I was looking up, looking for somebody I knew. And what happened was it was somebody I didn't know. It was Eric. And, you know, he was like, oh my God, are you? And I was like, yep. And we start talking and I found out it was his first toy fair. And since it's an industry show having him come up to me as a peer and recognize me and be excited to see me um was really meaningful to me because i think in this hobby um we tend to isolate we tend to get into competitions we want the stuff now we really you know we want the stuff for ourselves and so um and the old days of journalism of of this toy journalism stuff of getting it first and reporting on it first and getting the gotcha moments for stuff. um, Just bred competition and negative um, atmospheres where people just didn't want to share, just didn't want to talk, just didn't. So the idea of building this community up, um, whether it's Dave and Eric from Adventures in Collecting or it's Nick over at the Toy Reporters or Toyshes, or Jesse and DJ or Bill and Junior. Um, it's really nice to feel like you're part of a community. It's really nice to feel like you're not alone. Because I think a lot of times we feel um, alone. I mean, people ask us, oh, what do you do for a hobby or what do you do for work? And, oh, I write about toys or I collect toys. And you get a look like there's something wrong with you. Um. And the amount of money that we spend on all this stuff, you know, it's probably less than the average person spends on working on cars or collecting sports memorabilia. But in some way, shape, or form, that is thought of as okay. And it really sucks that we can't like what we like because of whatever society thinks. And I know you're supposed to say oh be yourself and don't worry about that, but it you know, it grinds you down. And I'm not you know trying to compare this to all the social struggles that we're seeing around today, but um you know, it's it's something that wears you down, it's something that tires you out. So moments like I had at Toy Fair with Eric and then meeting Eric and Dave later um them together because it was just Eric on the first day and then the second day I got to meet Dave in person. You know, it was a podcast I listened to. It was great to meet them in person. It was great to know that they knew who I was and recognized me. I mean, that was just, um, it was great. And not for the notoriety part, just for the community part, to be honest with you. um, The old world just bred this competition. And I want to break it. I want to stop being competition because I think we all bring something different to the table. And I think working together and being friends and being a community that supports each other, I'm on their pod or they're on my podcast. I'd like to be on their podcast someday. Um, you know, Toy Shiz comes on mine, he's on their podcast. Um Nick from the Toy Reporters is on my podcast. You know, I want to listen to his show when it goes back on the air. And, you know, Jesse and DJ, they share their stuff and Jesse's killing it on YouTube lately. So if you're not watching the Red Share Show, Or is it the Gray Car Show now, Jess? Um, uh, This is an inside joke. Um, I love the community that we're building. I love the support that we're giving each other because I think at the end of the day, we all need that. And and as I said in the past, there's a lot of serious shit going on in the world. And um, we can't... We can't emotionally and mentally deal with it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We need moments of rest. We need moments of calm. We need moments of, um, normalcy isn't the right word, but we need these moments of escape a little bit. Um, Pharaoh posted the other day pictures of his toy shelf and the calm or the joy that it brings him, even if it's just for a few moments. So we're going to continue doing the podcast. I don't know who next week is going to be. I got a bunch of things up in the air, so I'm not going to tease it. I'm not going to tell you, but it'll be good regardless. Um, So without further ado, um, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We are at Casters Corner. Remember to rate, subscribe, like, share this podcast uh, through Apple iTunes, through Podbean, through um, Stitcher and Google Play and wherever else you can find podcasts. I think we're getting picked up. So, um, remember to just support, like rate review the podcast as best you can. Um, thank you for all of our support over the years. Remember to visit casterscorner.com. Remember to visit cornercast.com. They all lead to the same place, um, to get you more podcasts. Uh, so, and remember to follow Eric and Dave on the adventures and collecting podcasts. Um, A I C underscore, um, well, let me make sure I got it right. Guys, sorry. I had it up. Um, AIC underscore podcast on Twitter for all the updated news, all their podcasts. I had a really good one this week. So um, check them out, support them, follow them, and then come back and talk to us. Tell us what you saw the podcast. So without further ado, it is me. It is Eric. It is Dave from Adventures in Collecting on this week's CornerCast podcast. Enjoy, everybody.
1: growing out my uh my quarantine stash uh, as is the uh the the trend now right
0: mm-hmm. i did the opposite this week i shaved everything off i got rid of everything i was nice. like huge bush hair and everything but um, i was gonna
1: say when we saw you last you had you had some locks i did yeah. and
0: it was starting to curl i just i couldn't take it it was getting too hot here um yeah i barely
2: recognized you Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> now so, you're in connecticut right
0: yeah yeah we're up in connecticut okay. um so the funny thing is, uh, Eric, you you were definitely a highlight of Toy Fair for me, because um, it was one of those moments where like we're gonna do a live video, like I was gonna open something, and my friend Jesse was like, what "We should do is just do a live video," and then all of a sudden I hear you yelling from down the aisle, and I'm like, "Wait, somebody recognized me? Somebody knows who I am?" So, um, so how is your? like this was your guys first year right this was the first time going yeah uh this was our first toy fair i listened to. i listened to the podcast that you guys did and it was fun to kind of hear your perspective but like well you know what how did you how did you decide how did you both decide to go and then what was it like like figuring it all out for you guys so
1: um, Dave and I both have past experience covering events like this from a, a press point of view. Um, I think mm-hmm. we both have done New York Comic Con in different aspects, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We've both done New York Comic Con. Um, um, yeah. And and so when
1: we started the podcast originally, you know, D- Dave and I have been talking about toys forever. I mean, we're brothers. We've literally I've known him my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and me, almost his, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we've we've always talked about toys. We always have have been very passionate about them. So finally, we just kind of bit the bullet and decided to make it into a podcast. And shortly afterwards, um one of one of my friends from college uh, helps run a production company called Nonproductive. And they have a lot of podcasts on their network that are, you know, pop culture geek, um, you know, comic book inspired, and they did not have one for, for collectibles and action figures. So when we joined up with them, I was like, that was maybe January. Mm -hmm. Um, Frank, the, uh, the, the founder of nonproductive asked us if we wanted to go to toy fair. And of course we were like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, we definitely
2: uh, can uh, make that fit under our banner for sure. And yeah. and he was he was like, you know,
1: we send somebody from the network every year, but usually it's just people that, you know, collect toys. So the, their perspective was always going in as just a collector, like no, no industry knowledge, no industry interest, really just mm-hmm. kind of like. There as Flotsam and Mm Jetsam. And um, this year he was really excited to send us because it was like, hey, you know, now I have a podcast on my network that focuses on toys. So, you know, you guys go and do your thing. And we learned the ropes as we were going through. Thank you, by the way, for for your advice. It was very helpful. Um, But yeah, it was it was wild. It was it was a wildly different experience from something like Comic-Con. And, you know, Dave could speak to that as well as I could.
2: yeah um comic-con is just so jam-packed whereas like toy fair was busy Mm -hmm. um but it was controlled chaos whereas comic-con new New york comic-con is just chaos Mm -hmm. like it is it is exclusively chaos so it's you know you can get somewhere from point a to point b pretty quickly at toy fair Whereas Comic Con, it it just is not quick, um, and you know you you kind of run into you know you may be caught in a traffic jam of Deadpool's. Right, as and I have been at Comic Con before, and you know that's there's no way around that in right. in certain parts of the Javits Center. Whereas Toy Fair is laid out to be appointment based, right. so. It's
1: well. You know, it's the difference between being being at an industry professional event or a fan event, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's
0: true. It's, it's 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 funny because we always talked about because I think this was our thirteenth year going. Like this is we've been going for like the site's been around for. We're going on fifteen. Fifteen will be we're into our fourteenth anniversary. Was this year. congrats
1: um, on the new site by the way the new site looks gorgeous congrats
0: thank you very much um yeah i'd like to update it more but that's that's a whole nother podcast of like being able to work on things um or being motivated self-motivated um so uh, you know we always felt like it was industry and and um you know, you make your appointments, you you get to talk to a rep, you get real questions, you get real answers a lot of times, like you get a little more frank, honest answers. Sometimes you see things that nobody else gets to see. Um, and it, it's always been funny because we always joke that for us, Mattel has always been able, we're like, we don't know how they do it, but every year they replicate New York Comic Con or a con experience in their... Presentation or there are tours because they like herd everybody into a small area. They're like, "Here's everything. We're not going to answer any questions, and then get out." Um, so it's been funny that you know it, it depends on and how on how you do it um, and what you've seen. And um, I mean, it, it's changed over the years. We we used to get shuttled from one location to another um, where stuff was like offsite. Uh, Hasbro still does their stuff, not on the Javits floor, at least for their presentations. Um, We're at a different site than that. But I remember there was a point where our first year we went to one place for the presentation and then we all got on these big luxury buses and they carted us to like factory district and dropped us off in front of a warehouse. And we like zoo keeper kind of went through like this display and like took pictures of these little rooms and it was so different. And your experience of like the big open Javits center and, and seeing everybody even in the past 14, 15 years has changed so much. So it's, it's hard to navigate. I think, I think you're, I I think for us, it's, it's still hard to navigate in some ways because you're pulled in so many different directions. Um, how did you guys figure out what you wanted to cover versus what you could get into versus you know finagling your way into stuff.
1: So the first day uh Dave was unable to go. So I was I was there by myself. Mm-hmm. Um which was extremely overwhelming. <laughs> um I I walked in, you know, got my my badge and everything. Uh you know, got there early cuz that's the way that I am and uh the first thing I did was I was like, Oh look, Mattel's got their own floor. I'll just walk right into Mattel. So like so literally like without any without any prior knowledge to how anything works, I was just like, oh that line says press and there's there's people lined up, so I'm gonna go up. And like it was funny because the the other thing that's that's different about Comic Con and, and Toy Fair is kind of the the overall uh Kindness of everybody I mm-hmm. guess you could say So like I, I waited in, in line for Mattel and When I got to the front desk I was like hi I'm here To you know see what you guys have and they're Like do you have an appointment and I guess The the, the nice you know lady At the desk saw my my face Like sink into my you know mm-hmm. Into my feet and uh, She was like oh uh, you need an Appointment to, to get in I was like oh can I make one And she was like here's our card Email us next year <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah and
1: then you know I, I i walked away and was just kind of like oh shoot like um can, can we curse I, yes. I, sometimes i let yes. one out so just yep. i'm just thinking mentally um yeah but, but basically i i was like well i i guess we're shit out of luck yeah. um so I, this is how it's gonna be for the rest of the time and i i remember even texting dave and i was just like uh we're very ill prepared for this but then you know i i psyched myself up and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go to the next biggest one that's in here which is lego Mm -hmm. and walked right up to lego did not have an appointment said hey is there any way i can make one you know this is my first Mm -hmm. time here not really sure how this works and they're like yeah sure come back in an hour that's awesome so then so then i just started walking around to every booth like literally every booth that you know we would have an interest in mm-hmm. and i was like do you have i will be here all day today and all day tomorrow yeah i will take anything that you have available and that worked really well for us there was really only two places that shot us down completely and that was mattel and um and jack specific
2: mm-hmm.
0: the
1: only two booths that we could not get into at at the fair uh, and, and then you know of course hasbro's offsite thing i didn't yeah. even try that though <laughs>
0: um yeah no i got kicked out of mattel my first year because at that time mattel had two booths, so they had their own section um which was i'm trying to think where it was it actually wasn't on the floor it was at a different building um that year and they had like a, a mini booth for just general sales like they weren't going to have like their whole spread just like a you know if like gift shops are coming you know they you know here's a smattering of what they have and yeah. they had stuff in that booth that was not in their, um, in their showroom that I got invited to. So I remember like walking in and I knew people, they did appointments that first year. So people had already seen the Mattel showroom and they were taking pictures. And I don't remember how I saw them because there was no Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at that time. Um, but, um, I remember like going to the booth and taking pictures and stuff and they're like, can we help you? And I'm like, no no no, i'm just covering i'm just pressing like they're like you need to get out (laughs) like just like it was one of those open booths like there wasn't like a desk there wasn't something to check in there was no door literally just walked by i'm like oh pictures 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 um and then i got kicked out um but i i actually had the same experience i showed up at like 6 a.m or 7 a.m sat upstairs there and just was like okay where do i go now and like panicking like oh, crap, like, and I had the same experience. Like, everybody, I think everybody let me in. I think the only appointment um, I didn't, I did have, or I had two appointments. I had one with Hasbro somehow, and then I had one with um, DC Comics, DC Direct at the time, which DC Direct again. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, I don't know. So what, um, how was your, show so you got you got two days eric but dave only got one how was your day
2: i would say like the biggest lesson for me was flexibility in a way Mm -hmm. um and the only reason i say that is because you know we were like okay we're doing this this and this and then it turned into as the day went on and schedules opened up the day just kind of increased Mm -hmm. and just kept increasing as the day went on, so it was that part was was the interesting part. I think, uh, you know, by the end of the day, we had visited the McFarlane booth like four separate
0: times. <laughs> you guys got an interview to with do. Todd, right? Like that yeah. was amazing. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, also super random. Like we were walking, he, you know, he happened to be uh, he was actually in the booth with um with Pixel Dan mm-hmm. at the time, and I uh, the, the the um. A uh, woman who was giving us the tour uh, took us over to Ty Butler at the end of it to talk about you know some of the toy photography and you know he was he's heading up the DC part of it. Mm-hmm. So we were chatting with him, and then you know I just kind of kept looking over to see like it, like not stalling because Ty is extremely interesting, awesome guy. Yeah. But like kind of to see if like Todd was finishing up. Yeah. And when I saw that he was, I just kind of said, like, "Hey, is there any way that we could get you know get some time with him?" And at that point, we had been talking to Ty, what, Dave, for like ten, fifteen minutes, at least, yeah, I would say at least fifteen minutes. And he went over to the person who was you know doing like the not the security, but like the check-in for the booth. Mm-hmm. And there was a slot open, and he was like, "If you guys can come back in two and a half hours, you can have Todd." And I was like, of course. Sure.
0: Sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We will be back. Yeah. Like, how do you turn that down? I mean, and, and that's a skill, I'm going to say. That's a really good skill to have when you go to cons, like the stall, like the look busy, make yourself look important, or make yourself busy. I can't tell you how many people I've bumped into at San Diego Comic Con. I think most recently I was like trying to look busy and I got to meet the cast of uh, Cobra Kai. They oh, nice. Were, they were all just there. And, like, Ralph Macchio is, like, I'm, like, can I get a picture? And he's, like, yeah, sure. And then, like, there's William Zapka. And then, you know, like, all the cast was just, like, standing there. And I'm, like, holy crap. Like, it's a skill to be able to be in the right place at the right time and make yourself look important and, and kind of busy in that moment that you don't look out of place like you're waiting. Um, that Not a lot of well, people just, can pull off. <laughs> well, that
2: That actually led to one of my – favorite well eric i'm sure you'll have an answer for this too but for one of my favorite moments um we were just kind of walking around and i told eric that i really wanted to go see um boss fights booth Mm -hmm. to see the legends of lucha libre figures um and we ran into eric from boss fight who was like by the way i designed this yeah and him and i were just talking about wrestling figures for like that probably was about 20 minutes as well
0: yeah yeah, and, no, and just
2: the line and kind of the creation of it, and you know all the different stuff that's coming out from it, and what's going to separate the different kind of levels of figures. And it was it was fantastic. And, and I think we so had nice... some of that on our on our Instagram live at the, that point.
1: Exactly, that's what I was going to say. That second day it was so awesome because I mean we, we each have our own expertise,s uh, that's what that's what makes us kind of like makes us able to have such a broad show like the the stuff that we you know obviously we have parallels but then like dave is is like the wrestling figure aficionado like that's like his wheelhouse so i completely avoided the boss fight studio uh booth the first day Mm -hmm. knowing that i was going to have him the second day and hoping that like you know we'd be able to get somebody to talk to because then immediately i was just like hey do you mind if i record this and eric was like yeah sure no problem and next thing you know Boom! Twenty-five minute interview on on IGTV about the line when you know their booth was shockingly a, like a ghost town, like yeah. no nobody was there. So it was it was just fantastic, and and having a second person, you know, being being a team on that that second day was just so much more productive. We were able to do so much more.
0: Yeah, no, it is. So did you get into the Jazz wars booth? Dave? Yes.
2: So that's actually another <laughs> funny story. Okay. Um, so. Day one, um, Eric got to go into the Jazzwares booth when uh, I couldn't be there, and so he's text. I'm texting him. I, I immediately like just texted him a link to the AEW mm-hmm. um, website with the roster. <laughs> These are faces with yeah. names next to them. Here are people you should know. Um, and then he was like, "Oh, they have a schedule." I'm like, "Okay, good." Yeah, good. Because he, 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 he kept
1: texting me. He was like, did you did you get a chance to look at the roster? I'm like, yeah, I know who Chris Jericho is. And he was like, no, did you get to, to look at the roster? There's more people than just Chris Jericho. I was like, yeah. The, the I bumped into
0: him, by the way. Yeah. Oh, awesome. It was so, kind of one of those things where I was just like, wait, is that Chris Jericho walking by? Oh, yeah, that is. Okay, cool. Okay. He's on his way out. But hi. Anyway, sorry. Well what what was awesome was you
1: know they had so they had the the list out front I'm like all right I have no idea who Kenny Omega is and and Adam Page when I saw them I recognized them I didn't know them by name mm-hmm. but but when I saw them and I was like oh cool they have the names but but again going going back to what you said like like being in the right place at the right time we were able to catch a really cool moment of the two of them um you know kind of having a nerf duel in the middle of our interview That's you know we awesome. got to see them holding their their figures for not the first time, but like you know, mm. really getting to talk about their figures, and then we made really great friends with the um the the people in the Jazzverse booth. So the next day when we didn't have an appointment, we knew that um that Dustin Rhodes was going to be there. Yep. And we went to the front. we were like, "Hey, we don't have a we don't have a uh, you know, an appointment today." But I'm back here with my brother. He didn't get to see the booth yesterday. You know, is there any way we could just do a quick like once over? And sure enough, we were in there when when Dustin was, and we got to see that too. That's I awesome.
2: own, I backed into. Speaking of bumping into people, I bumped accidentally bumped into um, the AEW videographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah, actually, you actually bumped into. Yeah, I actually bumped into him. him. Um, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting to see these and, you know, take a couple pictures. And I was just kind of taking that all in, completely yeah. unaware of what was going on, literally two feet next to me. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Yeah, no, it's I think that's one of the things um, that that I kind of it's been a blessing and a curse um, or a good and bad or whatever, however you want to describe it, is that we have these moments where we, we make these connections like, you know, running into you guys and talking to you guys and, and, and keeping up the relationship and like helping each other out and supporting each other. And then you, you bump into, you, you know, as you kind of do this more, there's a competition for it all. And I think it's, I, I I like to say the tide's changing because I like to see a lot more of this collaboration stuff. And like, you know, having you guys on the podcast and exposing, you know, my, my audience to you guys um, to kind of help bring that whole thing together. Because it's like, we all bring different strengths, right? Just like you said, you guys complement each other and bring different strengths. Um, I think that I like this idea of like everybody kind of working together to, to make us, I've been struggling with the idea of like making us more normal and because i don't feel i felt recently like what we do isn't seen favorably in a lot of ways um not to bring it down a little bit but um, well
1: i'm i mean i i i get it and and i think there i was kind of worried about that sense of competition when mm-hmm. we when we first broke into this cuz you know there are tons of toy podcasts you know yeah. there they tend to be a little more a lot of the ones out there tend to be a little more niche but yeah. You know th- there are a ton out there, and I've actually been been very pleasantly surprised with how collaborative mm-hmm. and and the sense of community. I mean, we we've made friends with with people that I, I, I kind of assumed were going to be untouchable in yeah. the industry that like wouldn't give us a time a day, like you know like Toyshas for example. Mm-hmm. Like there is like there are <laughs> I have I have not met somebody who is as nice and as you know, wide reaching as he is, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like he has this huge audience. He certainly does not need, you know, people like us, but like, you know, he, like, it's just one of those things where, where like, you know, you guys, same thing, you know, like the first, I, I remember like, I think we had an an Instagram account for like two months and you were the literally the first account that sent us a message and you're just like, Hey, listen to your podcast. I'm another toy podcast. Let me know if you need help with anything like extending, you know, a helping hand right from the beginning. And I feel like there's been a whole lot more of that than there has been otherwise. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's more like a friendly competition other than uh, of any other type of competition in the sense of, you know, like hey check out this cool thing and it's not even like a competition more as a friendly collaboration in the sense of you know like you giving us advice on what to do at toy fair right or like um you know being on each other's shows or you know all this all this reaching out and all this communication and there really isn't a point for it to be like this fierce competition of you know well you know Show versus show type of thing, because we all benefit the more people that do this there isn 't going to be any more different podcasts if nobody likes the other podcasts and nobody kind of collaborates with each other
0: and I think it goes back to when when we started because the old way of of doing it and i f- i feel I feel old saying it this way, um, but like the way it used to go was everybody went to the event. Right. And then everybody had to rush back to their hotels and process all these pictures and upload them to a website. And so I remember the reason I started my site and the reason I started all of this was because I remember sitting Toy Fair weekend, um, in 2006 going, where's all the info? Like the show's been over for like four hours. I'm on the East coast, you know, it's nine o'clock at night. Where are all the pictures? Like, come on, guys. Like, let's see him. Let's see them. Like, and then not getting the pictures that I wanted to see. Because if you go to Toy Fair, you see all the little cards, like, you know, September, June 2020, you know, like where and everybody was taking close up shots of the faces and not getting the cards or taking the cards and then not getting, getting good shots. And I remember thinking, I could do this. So there was this competition of who's the bigger toy site like who's got more access and I remember as as my site grew over the years we pulled back from the toys there were years at San Diego where we didn't go to any toy panels like we spent all of our time off-site doing tv movie um, and home video interviews with all the cast members and everything. because I was going by myself and then coming back to the toys recently And seeing the people that had been doing it as long, and they're going, wait, where have you been? And I'm like, oh, well, I was talking to William Shatner, or I was talking to, um, I don't know, the cast of White Collar, or, you know what I mean? Like, I was doing, like, these kind of interviews. And everybody was like, oh, my God, like, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, I just worked. And then, you know, coming back and doing it, I think some of the old guard that had been has been doing it that long still has a mentality of like, I need to get it up. I need to be first. I need to get, I'm important enough to get this. And there's this new crowd of people that are like, how can I help you? And fostering that in this community has been great because like, like and I text each other, even when we're not like, we're friends. Like I, I, I like to say I'm a friend of his, that like we're texting each other, Hey, did you find this? Do you need this? You know, did you see this? Make sure you post this. And like you guys too, like I always forget on Friday to post what I find on Fridays, but I, you know, (laughs) hashtag Friday finds. I try to remember to do that um, for you guys. And you know, there's been a bunch of different sites that this was the first year that I felt like I didn't need, um, I didn't. And I think this is a little bit of a collective mentality that kind of drives it is that I didn't need to be the guy in the room. I didn't need to see the figures firsthand. Like I know you guys got into Lego. Um, my friend Jesse got into Lego. Toysha's got into Lego. Another person I knew got into Lego. I had like four different group of people that got into Lego. And for the first time in my life doing this, I didn't feel like I had to be in the room for Lego. I felt like I could ask any number of people. What did you see? Can I have some pictures? Can you, you know, fill me in and then I'll link back to you and share that kind of stuff and being a little more collaborative. And I like it because it's that podcast mentality that I think Joe Rogan started. It's kind of like, I know, he's, you know, he comes off as a meathead and he can be a little controversial, but that whole idea of bringing all these comedians in, put them all on the podcast and then let them go off and do their own podcast and then come back and collaborate and like promote and share and support. Um, that I really like seeing happening now where like all these other sites are like you did that awesome interview with Gregory Titus. Um, Thank you. That does the work on the black series box art. Um, it was really well done so much so that I didn't ask him to be on my podcast because <laughs> I thought you covered everything I was going to ask him. Like you really did cover it so well that my thought was, if I'm going to talk about this and when I do talk about, cause I'll probably do something about the, the changing of the packaging that yeah. they just released today. Um, for those of you who are listening today was the day that they released all the new packaging art for star Wars. Um, I'll probably talk about it then and then back to you guys and say, if you want to hear more about this artist and the work he did leading up to this, and I don't know, do you guys know, did he do any of this new work? No, so okay. he he
1: actually uh, he he's known for a year that um that he he was not going to be doing it anymore. So disappointing. Um yeah, so he so this is actually so for the first time in the history of the Black Series line, going all the way back to those original like like tiny window mm-hmm. on the the three and three quarter scale Black Series guys, this is the first time that he is not doing the art for it.
0: And so like. You know, you guys did a great job with that, and I'd rather just share that out. Same thing, you know, with sharing everything. So, um,
1: yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's it, it's been awesome that way because even you know, so we got speaking of Greg, uh, of Greg, you know, we got bit in the ass pretty early on. Um, and I say we, but but I, I actually mean me. Dave actually had had nothing to do with this uh, this gaff. Yeah, I but, found um, out later. But that, but this is actually how we met. Greg I mean if you 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 know you listen to the episode but we that whole like we need to share it first mentality Mm -hmm. I came across photos that I I knew were leaks Mm -hmm. but you know we live in a culture of of leak sharing you know it it was happening even today you know as the black series figures were were being released you know like hours before they were released they were leaking out um I had shared some images that I think originated from yak face yep and sure enough, like they burned Greg and Greg reached out to us, you know, rightfully so angry that we had shared them. And I I pulled them down and had a a conversation with him, you know, through DMs that turned out to it being an invitation to be on our show. And but but that was an important lesson of like, you know, yeah, it's you're going to get traction if you're first. But what's more important, your integrity or the amount of traction you get? Well, and, and, I, yeah. and I feel like that's that's the dichotomy, right? Like, do you do you want to be, have the most engagement, impressions, reach, likes, all that kind of stuff? Or do you want to be a place that's trusted and, you know, that has, you know, a, a sense of, for, for real, journalistic integrity? And I, I try to keep that in mind. And, and even today, like, those leaks were coming through, and I've learned my lesson. You know, like, it's, I didn't share them early, I waited.
0: Yeah, it's one of those delicate pieces that... Um, I got really good advice in the last year. It was like, you can repost anything, just don't be first. Like, you can post whatever you want, just don't be the first one. Um, and I've kind of... I already I already had that mentality because I like the relationships I have with the companies. And I know that Yakface last year um, posted this long article. So I'm not talking like anything that's secret. Um, yeah. That they had posted something a year or two ago and Hasbro said, you know, we're not going to send you promo art. We're not going to. Yep. They cut them off. Yeah. They cut them off. Um, this also happened to somebody else about seven or eight years ago where they will never go to another Hasbro event, another website because they posted, I don't even think they posted Hasbro stuff. I thought that, I think they post something like they leaked something from Mattel and Hasbro got wind of it. And they're like, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, we're not going to have you here. Um, I ran into that because uh, the guy who does the packaging art for Marvel Legends, Jerry Wilson, I follow him on Instagram, and he posted on his own account um, box art for something that hadn't been announced, um, yep. and and turns out that somebody leaked it, right? So he saw it on and Facebook it was out. and was like, oh, they announced it. Okay, great. I'm going to show it off. So like my leak or my post was a repost of his, and I got a message from him, similar situation, and I was like, hey, can you take this down? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to, you know, do that. Um, it's 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 interesting because it's like you want to grow your audience. Like you said, you want to grow your audience, and I think it goes a little bit beyond journalistic integrity because I've heard that word a lot too lately, and I think it just goes to um, understanding, you know, really digging into and understanding the world that we're working in, because I consider like, for me, this is a job. Um, and so, and I know that you guys are, you know, working with a production company. And so like, it's work for you guys too. And it's like, no, I want to do my job well, like, and I want to be good at it and I need to, you know, do these things to do a good job. um, So yeah, I don't. Yeah.
2: Another part of it too, is like, you know, if it's, I'd rather it be fun than be a negative spot.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you want to be? Do you want to be the
1: National Enquirer or do you want to be the Washington Post? Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's you know, ultimately, you know, you you can choose to be. I, like I, I'm sure, you know, we we all know the sites out there that do it that mm-hmm. you know run specifically on leaks and data mining and things like that. And you know, I'm sure they have a blast doing it, but that they're sacrificing the opportunity to have relationships with some of these brands and to me that's the more interesting story to tell like right. if if we can if we could get to sit down with the people that make the stuff that we love like and, and they're the, they're the minds behind it i, I wouldn't want to sacrifice an opportunity to do that to show you know a couple hundred people a photo that they're going to see in five minutes anyway
0: yeah and and i you know this came up last week was it last week that marvel did their hour and yeah. in the morning all the Marvel Legends stuff or most of the Marvel Legends stuff leaked. And in my head, it came from a website, but not like it didn't come from like I dot com. Like right? It came from like a sales website where they were, you know, showing off what's for sale. Like they were sending it out to their distributors. So yep. it wasn't so much a leak as it they just went early, right? They just went yeah. early on it. And in that case, in my head, I'm going, well, you know, if Amazon because Amazon leaked Amazon leaked the Star Wars today, um, mm-hmm. a little bit, and so looking at going well, Amazon leaked it. Like I, I didn't leak it. I you know it's out there publicly. It's on a public reputable site. I understand Hasbro wanted a certain time. Blah 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 blah. But for me, it goes a little bit deeper because when the Marvel leaks worked last week, or when the Marvel leaks happened last week, I you know I'm. Friendly, I don't know if I'd be say friends, but like I'm friendly with the Marvel team, like I know dwight, I know Ryan, I know Dan, like we've had conversations you know offline we you know we know each other, we're you know this and that, and you know, and I know and Steve, um who just joined the team this year and and I know how much work they put into it, and they were gonna do the presentation, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be one of the sites that they go, God damn it, they stole our thunder, like not yep. them too like. I respect the work that they're doing enough that I'm like, I don't really want to ruin that. So it goes a little more deeper than even like, I don't, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. It's like, I kind of respect the work and the effort that they put into it because there was nothing, there was nothing sadder than the toy fair presentation for Hasbro um, this year where every single team got up on stage and was like, okay, so we know all this stuff leaked today. Can you all please just act excited when we show it on the screen? Like every single team, and it was just like deflating to watch them kind of go through that. Um, yep.
1: Well, even in that live the the live stream last week, the same thing happened. Yeah. And they 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 sounded pissed. Yeah. And rightfully so. They should like, be. Yeah. You know, they were like, "We had all this cool stuff planned for you today, but now." Yeah, there goes that. So and and like literally, Dwight was like, uh, "All right, well, you know, you just saw the, you you guys saw these two hours ago, but here's the retro Spider-Man wave."
0: I I <laughs> do have to say my favorite moment of the thing, and you all aren't going to see it because you're not on screen. When he was like, "Oh yeah, no, you see this guy? Okay, yeah, no, I don't want him. Never mind." Yeah, like, he was just throwing the toys off the screen. I think that was that was yeah. my favorite moment of the whole thing. Um,
1: Kingpin made quite a thump when he landed. Yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, I have a question that I've been dying to ask Dave. Um, like, just like listen to the podcast, and literally sitting in my car, going, "I need to ask him this at some point." Okay. Um,
2: okay, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I am. Yeah, I don't know how to feel right now.
0: Um, how do I phrase this? Um, what kind of person walks into a store and looking for toys and doesn't actually? Do the legwork to look for the toys Like Oh are you
1: talking about the
0: Don't bother anybody Like How Like I see all the pops behind you You're wearing an impact wrestling t-shirt Like you're you're you do a toy podcast What Goes on in your head that goes
2: Eh Um So it's (laughs) It's really more of a, it's not a question of not asking. Okay. It's a question of not, of of respecting the answer I get.
0: Okay. So I, it's, but, okay.
1: I, I was going to say, I think it goes, for, I mean, Dave and I both have a very extensive background in retail. Like okay. we both have been the like, you know on the the consu- you know the front lines of the consumer experience right We've, mm-hmm. we both have worked in retail for an extensive amount of time so you know i i, th- I think you know it gives you a different perspective on how like at least i look at it how would i want some how would i want a customer to ask me this question mm-hmm. right i think that's a fair way of of footing it um you know, and we've all seen those people, those like those asshats come in and have oh, meltdowns yeah. when nobody will help them. You know, yeah. like, and we don't want to be that person.
0: No, I'm just curious because, um, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's it's become like my common, my go to, because at least the stores here in Connecticut, I don't even bother with Walmart. Like, it's not even worth trying to try to get somebody to get something out of a back room at Walmart because <laughs> it, it's this like bottomless pit that's not organized. Um, but going to target for me, it's been my go-to because nine out of 10 times they will not stock the shelves. Like, really, yeah. Like, um, I remember, and this is, and, and the reason, the, the direct reason I'm thinking about this is, um, a couple years ago when solo came out, um, they did that exclusive Chewbacca, right? Yeah. um, Within, I could probably hit about seven target stores in about an hour. Um, None of them would put it out. None of them would put it out. Release date, it was supposed to be out, supposed to be on shelf. So I had the DCPI. I knew what the number was. I went into one store. I got them to get it for me, right? Um, And then I collected. You know, three. A month goes by. Two months goes by. Three months goes by. Four months goes by. Six months go by. And all of a sudden they all put it out. So like the idea of like, if I didn't do that, it would have been six months or never. So like and and so my collecting need sometimes outweighs it. And it's not the meltdown piece, because I usually go into it and just go, instead of saying, Do you have this? I usually say, excuse me, can you just scan this for me and let me know if you have it? So like and and so I'm just curious about collectors that that don't you know, um, don't – are willing to just, like, either walk in or walk out or kind of work – because my head goes to that. Like, I'll walk in and walk out of a Walmart. I'll walk in and walk out of a Walgreens. But a Target, a Best Buy, one of those places that actually can do it. So I'm just curious, kind of, like, how do you – like, how far are you willing to go to find it then if you if you – you know what I mean? Like, if you really want it.
2: I've honestly had my best luck going at random times. Okay. Um, like, I posted, it feels like forever ago, but um I want to say almost like right before kind of stay-at-home happened, mm-hmm. I went to a Target on a Sunday night, and sitting there was fully stock shelf, Drew McIntyre, Elite. Page Elite, Casasiano Elite, mm-hmm. um, and there was—I think that was the three that I picked up. But it was just like, yep, somebody just put these out.
0: No, it's it's great when that happens. It really is. Yeah,
1: but but that's that's the you know that's another difference between Dave and I. So I I, I am. F- I am okay with the gray area stuff. So like using things like BrickSeek and pop finder and, you know, plugging in DPCI numbers and seeing what's in stock and not necessarily giving somebody a hard time but being like, listen, I mean, I, it says it's in stock. Is there any way you can check for me? You know, like just, just kind of having that conversation. Whereas my, my brother, I love him to death. He is, he is black and white. Like if it, if it is not on the shelf, if the person said no, if I can't find it on target.com, that's it. And, like, part of me, I wish I could be like that. Because, I wish I could,
0: too. <laughs>
1: because having having access to the tools and, like, so full disclosure, you know, things are starting to open back up here on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, like, they're saying, like, it's okay to go out. The The Mattel Baby Yoda just came out. Or uh, the child. Um,
0: he's not in and the I, He's in my other room.
1: <laughs> I, mine is staring at me. He's, <laughs>
2: he's
1: on the other side of the microphone. Um. I, I had the Hasbro one pre ordered. It came in. It was cute. I was not impressed. And I was I have a four year old daughter. She fell in love with it immediately. It made sounds. It was perfect. So mm-hmm. here you go, Maddie. You get you, you get a baby Yoda. I wanted the Mattel one. Mm-hmm. So I found it in stock in Monroe, New York, which is a sweet forty minute drive from me. <sighs> yep. Um at Walmart. Said there was six plus. Yep. Went took the 40-minute drive with my mask ready, my gloves, got to Walmart, and everyone was literally like, nope, can't help you. And I decided to spend an additional half hour there asking everyone around the store before I took the 40-minute drive back home, including going up to customer service and being like, can somebody please just check in the back, to the point where they were like, there is no back. If it's not on the shelf, it's not out. It's like, well, I know there's a back. That's not how shipping works. Yeah. But like,
0: is he Dave? My, Dave my, shaking my bro- his head.
1: My my brother would have never done that, and he's better for it. He get, he saves on the gas, he saves on the the mental anguish, on the uh, the the ulcer building acid as I you know, am choking down my rage as nobody will help me in Walmart, and I I honestly and truly en- envy him for that. I I wish I could forget sometimes that these tools exist and go about my business as normal. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, so when everything kind of shut down in March, it was the, the dropping of three waves of Marvel legends for me. So it was the black widow wave. It was the game reverse wave. And now the X-Men wave. Yeah. Um, And, um, the X-Men wave was my biggest want. the other two. I wanted just to have whatever. Um, and I'm going to say that those tools, um, helped me not go to seven different stores like it I use them to be a little more calculating in going places and then if I got there and they didn't have it out I've just kind of started I have a new routine where I don't even take them to the shelf or ask them I just take a picture with my phone with the shelf tag, with the barcode on it. And I just walk up to the customer service or I'll walk up to electronics and say, can you just scan this barcode and tell me if it's in stock? Um, And that has been a lifesaver because they don't ask you if it's a toy. They don't ask you whatever. They'll just go, "Yep, we got six in stock. They're on the shelf. And if they're not not out, I just, and I've just started being like, okay, so that means they're on a cart. You're never going to find it. I'm out. And if they say, we have a backroom location, we'll go get them. That's how I ended up with the Ghostbusters. Like they're like, oh, we know exactly where they are. We're just gonna go grab them for you, and they're out. Um, I do envy. I too envy Dave. Like I really do. Like that. There's there's a drive inside of me as a collector that like once it's like a dog with a bone. It's like once you know it's there. Like I, you know, I'd like <clears throat> to walk out with it, and I've never gotten, you know. I, I did get aggravated this week with somebody because I'm like, there was a kid that was working and just was like, we don't carry that at all. And I was like, <laughs> they're they're literally behind you. Like the stuff I wanted, I'm like, they're literally behind you and you stuff the shelf with pops. Like, so you can't put out the new stuff. So can you just check because you clearly couldn't like, and he's like, no, they're right there. And I'm like, no, like we're not doing this. I'm like, <laughs> just i'm not not playing a, this game i need like, an adult and yeah exactly i'm like i'm and it was it is it was like it, it takes that to get me to that point nowadays where i'm like eh, you know most of the time i will just walk out but there are various times where like i'm like nope like i'm not going to seven other targets i'm just not gonna do it they're here
2: yeah like there have been times where i've been like i'm mad that i can't find something mm-hmm. or like you know it's a for pops it's a chase box and the chase is gone and there's Mm -hmm. you know five of the regular ones left and it's just like you know it's jim neidhart jim neidhart (laughs) yeah um i mean billy k for the longest time that was you know getting the in-stock notification hitting the button and not getting there in time but like that's that's about as stressful as i want it to be
0: that's nice so like do you so so then my question goes to you um how and, and i'm going to i'm probably going to answer this very nerdy i didn't realize i was going to ask this pretty nerdy how precious is your collection i guess i should ask and i say that um unironically with gollum popping into my head like how precious is is the pieces in your collection Um, to acquire, to keep, to, to, um, to look at and things like that, um, for you, like mentally, like how does, how does that, how does it impact you?
2: Um, you know, it's, it's fun. So it's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I'm going to need a house for my stuff. (laughs) Um, okay, to display it properly, mm-hmm. it's it's just you know, like I, I've gotten to the point where it's like I can't wait to be able to show this in a way that I want to, and not in a way that is utilitarianly nice to have in one in as few places
0: as possible in a way where I
2: can kind of keep oh, it for now.
0: I, I'm staring at, I'll show you guys, I'm staring at a four foot pile of these that's just in front of me that of figures that I've just gotten in the last two weeks. So like I have a four foot pile. I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's one behind me too. So there's about seven of these I've gotten in the last two weeks that I've just filled and they are going to get photographed, put back in the box and then go downstairs into my basement because I have no place to put them, but I needed to have them like,
2: yeah, I have a couple uh elites that are ready to to be opened. Yeah. Um, I just haven't had the chance to to get everything out and ready to take, you know, video of it yet. And do you but it's yeah, it's just a question of it's all stuff. I've gotten to the point where I focus on what I want, not just that it exists, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to I, I was there for a while. And I turned the corner and got back to I need it because it exists. And I think there's this cycle of, like, because, like, for the longest time, I did not collect Marvel Legends. Like, I was all in for Toy Biz, got out when Hasbro. And then at some point, I sold everything and then came back. So, not to leave Eric out of the conversation. So. I,
2: I, <laughs> I, I've gotten to the point where I set rules for myself because with Pops, it was getting too much. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like you know, okay, it's got to be something that you know. I absolutely look at this and go, yes, I. This is a thing that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, McFarlane DC toys. I have Superman and I have Wonder Woman '84.
0: Mm-hmm. That's all you. That's
2: mean. it yeah. so far. Yeah, um,
1: and we we talk about that all the time, like the rules that we set up, because like you know, I, I'm relatively new to Marvel Legends, and I love comic books. You know, I read them, you know, as a kid, but I. Th- think that aesthetically the mcu figures are much more pleasing to look at like they have the the you know the the likenesses like i'm right now i'm staring at grandmaster and mm-hmm. like i feel like i have little jeff goldblum's you know on my desk and Who doesn't that's need wonderful that? yeah exactly and like you know so i i said to myself i'm gonna do the mcu figures that's it all i'm gonna do and then i did open myself up to um, a couple of the Spider-Man cartoon figures, and then once I did that, I said, "You know what? I'm just gonna get the cartoon figures that mean something to me to my childhood." So I got Wolverine and Nightcrawler. I have Carnage and Venom, and I have a couple—just a couple. I didn't get all of the that retro Spidey wave, but mm-hmm. I, I pre-ordered, you know, a, a few of those figures, and that's good. I got my bases covered. Yeah. So like, if if I didn't follow those rules, though, man, like, there th- that Age of Apocalypse wave. Every single figure, including the build a figure that you unceremoniously tossed across the room, um, <laughs> he landed um, softly on a pillow. Don't no, I think so?
0: Yeah, no, he's on a pillow. They're gorgeous. Yeah, and, and the
1: and the fact that Hasbro had the balls to make uh, Sugar Man the way that they did that like well, foul, awful figure, like character. They made him so good.
0: How about adding <laughs> in the fact that they did a Wild Child that has a chain. That is looped, that's actually looped for a large figure's arm yep. and not put out saber tooth. So you're like, yeah, no, no, no. They're doing wave two next year. Like, we'll yep. see a wave two next year for sure. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely.
1: No, well, I'm just like, I would be getting everything. I would be, it would be, it would be, <sighs> it would be impossible to stop.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Like, I went down the rabbit hole with Fortnite after Toy Fair. Like, I saw what they do. I saw, I really like what Jazzwares was doing. And I went down the rabbit hole because Walmart put them on sale. And I was like, Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I can I and I went deep. Like I think I've got all the three and three quarter figures, like ninety percent of them that have come out so far in the last like two years. It's an years. awesome line. It is, it's, it's so an much awesome fun. Line. Um, it reminds me of the old school G. I. Joe's. Exactly. That's exactly what and here's the thing that killed me. I think what like tipped the scales for me was seeing the Jazz Wars booth, but then um in mid April this year, they put the entire X Force team into the game. So like you could play mm-hmm. as Deadpool and Cable and Domino and Psylocke, yep. and I was like, wait a second. So that means my Marvel Universe figures, which are three and three quarter, are yep. now canon for Fortnite. And, and Batman so your Star was Wars ones. and Star Wars and DC because Batman was in it and rumored Aquaman's going to be in the next season in the yep. game. So it's like, oh wait wait wait. But also like GI Joe fits that scale, and I've got Indiana Jones that fits that scale. So I literally could have Indiana Jones next to Batman, next to Deadpool, next to a Fortnite character, next to um, you know, somebody else in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and it's all canon. Like it's all mm-hmm. like sanctions, you know, crossover kinda and then you can throw in a giant Optimus Prime and everybody's happy. Like I yep. it, it work, you know, and that's what drives my thing. I think my problem is I want stuff that like I can use later. Like I didn't need all the new Ninja Turtle Batman figures but i'm like yeah but all the parts in here and the scale of these is going to look really good in pictures someday down the road so i've got this stockpile of organized parts that i just kind of do that with um so yeah i i'm always curious to see what drives all of us that collect that not just talk about toys but actually like walk the line of like really like collect it and know their stuff so um no judgment. I was just really curious because I couldn't even imagine somebody was explaining um, art to me on the podcasts and he was explaining how light bounces off people's faces and how he sees people because he does portraits. And I was like, I feel like you're speaking another language. And when I was listening to you talk about shopping in that podcast, I was like, I don't, I don't understand the words that are coming out of his mouth, (laughs) but I love it. But when then you talk about wrestling and I see the passion and I'm like, well, Jesus Christ! You guys dragged you guys dragged me back into the wrestling line. You talking about going shopping for wrestling? I picked up Lita <laughs> and The Rock, and then I got the the ultimate Ronda Rousey, and I got the ultimate Triple H. And I'm like, all right, there's a Hulk Hogan coming out. Jeez, wh- when did I start collecting wrestling figures? Like I hadn't done that since I was like ten. So, yeah. So you definitely you have influence.
2: <laughs> and that was that was another one where I was like, okay, the I'm gonna just try to kind of do certain get certain characters mm-hmm. and that went right out the window. So that's one where I'm going to have to rein in at some point. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, so what's next for you guys? Like the podcast is going, um, you've done some really good interviews. You've, you know, gone to toy fair. Um, what's next for adventures and collecting?
1: I mean we're we're gonna just keep doing what we're doing. we're We're trying to focus more uh, on you know kind of growing some of our video and YouTube content, you know doing unboxings and kind of talking you know to individual toys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know just because that's interesting and it like, gives us a, an opportunity to kind of not flex but really kind of um, get passionate about individual aspects of things. Uh, we've been we've been really enjoying the interviews. It, it's almost like it feels odd going
2: back to like a normal format episode <laughs> at it's, this point. And it, it it almost kind of I don't want to say anything right now is the perfect time. But it I don't feel like we would have had this run of interviews if this if we weren't in a kind of stay right. at home situation. Because you guys got yeah. Brian
0: Folkwise this week, right? You had him. I saw that. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, I, I did one in. last week or the week before. So yeah, he was great to talk to.
1: Yeah, very, very, and like that was it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I we've had a couple of like pinch ourselves moments where, you know, we send a random DM to somebody because we saw that they liked a story that we posted, and then they're just like, oh yeah, sure, here's my you know here's my agent and you know or my my assistant you know and they'll mm-hmm. they'll set up the interview for you, and it's like, wait,
0: what? It, That's awesome. It's yeah. not
1: supposed to work that way. You're supposed to make us work hard for it, damn
0: it. <laughs> no, I think this is where we are. I think that, you know, like I said, it's that whole... It, it takes it back to the beginning of talking about collaboration. It's that whole world where, like, um, people are catching up to us, I think. Like, the, the those of us that have been doing podcasts or have done podcasts or, or doing websites or doing social media... It's like the whole world looked at us in one way and now everybody's living this way and everybody's doing these remote things and looking for time and making time to do this stuff. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, 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 like I I I've done this before. Like I'm good. Like my day job's like, "Can you record something? Can you edit video?" Can you? And I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I can do that stuff." Like, yeah. yep. So it's been yep, it's so- been nice. I'm I'm honing I'm
1: honing the skills, you know, we're we're honing the skills that are going to help us in in other in other endeavors for sure. Like I can I'm already to your point, already applying some of the things, you know, that I'm doing here and you know in my 9 to 5. So yeah. it's it's interesting, but you know, I'd say in terms of what's next, it's just more of the same. <laughs> and hopefully uh, you know, we we keep we're able to find interesting people that want to come on and talk and you know and we just keep following the news and we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, thank you guys for taking the time to talk tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. Um really enjoy seeing your posts and, and, and the consistency of it. Like the it's fun to see the passion because somebody said something to me um when I started, like my second or third year, uh Dan Pickett from AFI, who was a big influence in me starting my site, um, saw me at Toy Fair and was like you're doing really great work and um i really appreciate it and um so in turn you know you guys are doing really great work and i really appreciate the enthusiasm and the effort um because it it makes me want to do more stuff it it makes me feel part of a community and it makes me um excited to do more things so thank you guys for being on and and Spurring that on in me, you know, selfishly, Um, but you know, continue to do that because I think it it does it does have an impact on on what people do. So, thank you guys for being on. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no problem. This podcast was brought to you by jackson studios jacks